Hey guys, thank you for joining me today for another episode. So today's episode is titled Carried Away. Now, living in a beach town, we are able to go to the beach anytime. You know, there is just something about the ocean and the waves crashing onto the beach that is so peaceful and soothing to your soul. When I'm at the beach, I can see God's amazing handiwork. His artistry and craftsmanship is on full display. But you must respect the power of God's creation or suffer the consequences. Now let me explain. Sometimes warning flags will be put out along the beach to warn people of you know, a rip current or some kind of danger that might be present. And sometimes there's just a strong current that if you disregard the warnings and venture out too far, you can be carried away you know, and pulled out to sea by that current. And if there's no lifeguards around or someone like that to save you, it could cost you your life. You know, this country has witnessed several hurricanes and storms in my lifetime and floods that have devastated areas of the country. And it never fails when streets get flooded. There's always uh, some people that will not heed the warnings or the danger signs and will try to drive through a, a flooded area only to get stuck or swept away in the flood, which means that other people have to now rush uh, and risk their lives to rescue someone who ignored the dangers that were present or the the warning signs. And that is, you know, that's a good outcome per se. Sometimes when people ignore the warning signs and drift into areas they shouldn't they shouldn't go to or be in or avoid, they find themselves carried away and it costs them their life. This is the same when it comes to our faith and our walk with God. The Bible, along with the Holy Spirit, will give you warning signs and help you avoid being swept away by your own sins or the temptations of the world or, you know, those who might mislead you through false teachings and etc. Today, I want to pick up with where we left off yesterday in Second Peter uh, chapter 3. So we left off with Peter telling the, telling the people that he was writing to um, the reason they're having to wait longer for Jesus to come is because God is trying to give everyone a chance to come to salvation, to find repentance. Because he wishes that none perish. So we pick up there with verse 10, and it says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with, with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done in it will be exposed. He tells them, Jesus will come. You can count on that. But be warned that it will be like a thief. Meaning you won't see it coming until it's too late. Revelation sixteen fifteen says, Behold, I, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake. It's important to heed the warnings in scripture so that we can remain prepared. Now, in regards to the rest of Second Peter uh, 3.10, when it talks about the heavens passing away and being burned up and dissolved, we will save that for another message. But suffice it to say that Peter is reminding them that God's destruction will come and all things done on earth will be exposed. God will exact judgment in the end. Now, listen to, the, to what Peter says in verse 11 through 12. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness 
and godliness, waiting for a hast- waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt uh, will melt as they burn. So, what is he saying really? Peter is telling them, look, you can listen to these false teachers that are telling you God isn't coming, that Jesus won't return. You can listen to them and do whatever you feel is right. Indulge your sins because if Jesus isn't coming, there's nothing to worry about. No consequences. But failing to heed the warnings that God gives in Scripture will be your undoing because God's God's destruction and judgment is coming and you can count on that. So he asked them, what kind of person should you be right now today and each day while you wait on the Lord? If you, if you know the warnings and the danger signs and you know that, or you know what it, what is to come and you are aware of the blessings of the new heaven and new earth that the righteous will inherit, then how should you live now and each day as you wait? Should you live like the world with no concern for God's judgment? Or should you live each day for the Lord? Not because of religious rules or laws, but because we we are called to live lives that honor God and bring glory to His name, exhibiting His godliness and holiness. It's not that we can't do what others do. It's that we have been called by God called out and set apart for his glory. We are that city on a hill. So how should we live each day? Let's look at verse 14 and 15. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, talking about the things that we mentioned earlier that were to come with the return of Jesus and the things that would follow, he's saying, since you are waiting for these things, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation. Remember, the, what he's talking about is that it may take you know longer for him to get here, but count that that patience that God is having in in waiting as salvation. He's trying to give everybody a chance that he possibly can to save as many as he can. So while we are waiting for that day of the Lord and all that follows, be diligent in your faith so that he may find you without spot or blemish. And at peace, we know that the only way to cover our spots and blemishes, which are like flaws or defects, our sin nature, essentially, is to cover them by the blood of Jesus. But I feel like he is saying, be diligent in your faith each day by spending time in God's word and in prayer. You know, just talking with God, spending time with him, walking with him and listening to the Holy Spirit and heeding the warnings that he gives you, letting him guide your life. When you make a mistake, don't hesitate to take it to God because you are covered by the blood. And his forgiveness is unending. But notice that Peter also said to be found at peace. To me, peace means you are not worried, upset, or anxious. The world and everything around you could fall apart, but God and those who belong to him will remain. Peace means that you are at a place in your faith where you are unshakable. Your trust in him is solid and his shalom rests on you. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the flames raged around them, yet they had peace in the fire. Daniel sat in a lion's den, yet remained at peace because of his, because of his unshakable trust in God.
Now in verse 16, Peter says, There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do you know, the other scriptures. He is talking about Paul's letters, and he is saying that you need to be aware that people who are ignorant will come along and twist Paul's words, but it will be bad for them, just like when they twist other scriptures. You can see the consistency with Peter's warnings. He wants to make sure they are grounded in their faith so they will not be easily led astray. Verse 16, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. Now Peter is saying, Now you know the dangers, so be mindful of them so that you don't get carried away. Don't be led astray by church's doctrine or by some, you know, by someone who might twist scripture to fit their needs. Instead, be in the word daily and let God's word speak for itself. Let it guide you and make sure that that what is being taught lines up with God's word. As we draw closer to the last days, the Bible says that many will be led astray. Matthew 24, 24, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4 says, For a time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. If we aren't careful, we will find ourselves pulled out to sea, so to speak, where we can no longer touch the ground. Peter tells them to be careful or they could lose their own stability. That stability that you get from being in God's word and walking with him daily and worship, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. That stability that only God brings when you walk with him. It's a strength that comes in your weakness. It's a peace that comes during you know, chaos. It's clarity that comes when things seem confusing. Stability in your faith means you aren't easily rattled. Your feet are firmly planted in God's truth and you will not be moved. If we allow ourselves to be led off course by the world, temptations, friends, even family, false teachers, or those who twist scripture to suit their needs, we will lose that stability, and that can cause lots of trouble. Listen, I was raised in a Christian home with godly parents and godly grandparents on both sides. I was born into a godly family with no doubt, you know, but I learned the hard way. Um, I learned the hard way about what Peter meant when he said, you know, take care that you don't, you know, allow yourself to be led away and lose that stability. That if you neglect your walk with God and make excuses for why you couldn't spend time with God or think you are, you know, good because you're saved. So what's the big deal if I forget to spend time in his word or talking with him? I'm saved. I go to church. I, I, I have all that knowledge. If you think that you're safe, you're fooling yourself. If you think that you can live a life that honors God apart from God without making him your priority each day, you can expect 
to you can't ex- expect to walk in his favor or be able to stand against the onslaught of attacks that the world or the devil will throw at you. Remember, if the devil can't have your soul, he will do his best to render you ineffective for God. That is why Peter closes this letter that he wrote with this statement, verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. So even in that closing statement, Peter reminds them, hey, every day grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. That means every day we should be walking closer with God. We should be digging deeper in his word we should be doing everything we can to walk a little closer with him and to know him better and to live a life that honors him and we cannot do that apart from him god thank you for your word call your people out of the shadows for you have set us apart let us live a life that honors you above all else bring revival to your church lord But let it begin in our own hearts and lives, in our own walk with you. Let us be a people that worships you in spirit and in truth, a people that walks in victory with peace and an unshakable faith. God, pour out your spirit on us and set your people ablaze. Give us a heart, Lord, that hungers for you, a heart full of your love, compassion, grace, and mercy, a heart for your people, Lord. Help us to remember that you are either doing work in us or through us, but you are always working for our good. Bless this day, God, and may we be a blessing to others. Amen.